All right, it's, it's official. We are recording right now. These are the stories behind the Stories and Scars album by Anna Widgen. Hey, it's Anna. Welcome to the first episode of the Tell Me Something True podcast. In this episode, my friend Harley Quinn will interview me about the makings of the first song on my album, One Day. Harley is a dear friend who I met while traveling in Guatemala, although, and this will be helpful to know later in our conversation, she's not Guatemalan. She's a gringa like me. Well, kind of like me. We hit it off basically from day one and subsequently have spent a good deal of time laughing together, crying together, singing together, and being mistaken for sister cousins, although we look nothing alike. A few things to note before we get started. When we did this interview, I was outside in Guatemala and she was at home in the US. So there were some background noises like birds and wind on my side and occasionally the connection gets a bit spotty for which I apologize. Also two corrections to the segment you're about to hear. One, I refer to the drum being played in my track as a djembe, but actually it's a cajon. And two, although he plays percussion, Kyle does not consider himself to be a percussionist. All right, let's dive in. Well, I listen to your songs. Or your song. Yes. Yeah. And I made me cry, okay. <laughs> really? Yes. Huh. Tell me about that. I don't even know. It's just very relatable. You know? uh, um, I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Because I... This is a tr- <laughs> yeah, go oh, ahead. I was just going to say, because it's like probably feels like it's not relatable when you're writing it maybe because you're feeling it seems really personal it's personal and maybe you're feeling like alone you know but then nobody understands understands. and you're like dude this is the story of every single person's life it's not like you're not special exactly (laughs) oh i'm crying right now i'm crying (laughs) oh yeah i get a bit of well this is like I love, I'm really glad to hear that because this is like a troublesome song for me. Like when I wrote it, I liked it, but then I've had like a love-hate relationship with it since then. I knew what kind of needed to be on the album like thematically, but I always, I don't know, I just felt like the most doubts about this one. Like, does it work? You know, is it, yeah. So I'm glad that you felt that you could like relate to it and stuff yeah I definitely did and I guess like my question would be like what doubts specifically did you have about it was it like lyrically or well lyrically so I um I wrote this song like two days before I started on that trip so I was like very much and I always get pre-trip jitters like usually when I I have jitters before I buy a plane ticket and then I buy it and I'm like, all right, it's done. <laughs> but then um, like a day or two before I have to climb on the actual airplane, I start freaking out. Yeah. Um, and so I was in that space, like, what if this is the worst mistake <laughs> of my life? Uh. Um, and so I wrote that um, and it kind of, you know, I spun like a beautiful future for myself that I wouldn't have to be afraid yeah. of. <laughs> um But then, like, I wasn't really, it was like the first song I wrote, you know, during this process. And I didn't, 
know anything about writing songs it doesn't have a chorus and it was like very simple and then I was like maybe this is stupid or something and then when I was trying to record it in the studio like I kept having this idea that was like always out of arm's reach so I could never articulate what I wanted Mm -hmm. and the musicians were like oh yeah I get it it's cool it's cool and I'm like that's not quite it like that's not quite it nothing is quite it like I can't I don't know what to say and they're like I like it and I'm like I don't (laughs) (laughs) and then I actually recorded a second version of it and then the engineer and everybody who heard it was like the first one's better so (laughs) I just I yeah I spent more time having doubts about this song than any of the other ones all right like, is it too stodgy? Is it too... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I felt like, um, I don't know, at least just from listening to it, that in, in a way it makes sense. I <laughs> Like, um, how it's put together. Because I, I was going to ask you, like, was there a particular reason why there's kind of an upbeat rhythm, kind of cheerful melody mixed with, like, these really intense lyrics? And then... Um, I guess just from hearing what you talk about it, I feel like it's perfect that it's that. Yeah. I wanted, it was like a pep talk um, that I didn't quite believe all of those things Uh that I said, but it still helped me to say them (laughs) out loud. And so I was like, yeah, (laughs) it's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Like, Like, I have no idea. And the whole album is really kind of heavy it's quite heavy emotionally. Um, And so I wanted to start it off with this song, which is like, everything's going to be okay. Even though it's clear. I mean, obviously it's clear that it's, that I would not know any of those things that I said. (laughs) Yeah. And I think actually part of it was, even though I knew that I didn't know that it would be fine, I think is like finding a way in which it could be like, there are possibilities for things to work out, even if it doesn't end up going that way. I think that was what what I needed. Not to know the future, but to know the good things were possible. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's good to see. Especially with like, um, like going into the unknown, but also leaving stuff behind. Like when I get my travel anxiety, usually that's what it's about. Like what will happen while I'm gone? Mm-hmm. And, what will I miss out yeah. on? And this is my whole life. And I'm just going to like, my relationships are going to be unattended. And yeah. Some of them will die and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So being like, well, there's a way that everything can be fine. Maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> possibly yeah, it's just remembering that everything continues and it's going to be okay. Even when it doesn't feel like it's okay. <laughs> and that not everything has to take like a, the most direct route. Yeah. So that theoretically I could leave and go do who knows what for however long and come back and still have the things I was afraid of losing or, you know, still be on the trajectory I was afraid of getting derailed from or whatever. Yeah, definitely. And I I feel like when you travel, your heart's just all over the place, which is good and bad, right? Because you got people up there, Mm -hmm. but having people everywhere, you're always missing someone. Then you're always, exactly, then you always know that you're missing yeah, something. Yeah, it's just like, it's like nagging. <laughs> yeah, the, I, like the idea of like alternate reality or something. Mm-hmm. That you're like, what if there's another situation? But when you've traveled, you're like, there are people. And I was in their lives. That's and they're going on about their lives and I'm not really, there. Yeah, it's like this weird <laughs> you know? thing. Because it's like, you realize how connected everything is. And you're like, they're literally like 
eating breakfast right now and I'm sleeping or whatever. (laughs) A whole other life I could be in right now, except that I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's cool, but it's stressful (laughs) and it's sad making (laughs) sometimes too. It feels like that whole, like, you know, idea of opportunity cost or whatever. Like I could yes yes like a zip what am i cool here do i go there like i don't know (laughs) exactly like what am i and so yeah part of it's like what am i gonna get and what is it gonna cost and is it worth it or yeah what am i gonna will everything be okay (laughs) even if i don't know the details will it be fine and i'm like yes which is such a me thing to do by the way (laughs) which is like so funny and people are like oh you're so brave to travel like how could you and I'm like oh I don't know when I think about things I'm like what's the worst that could happen yeah. and then I don't like really try to find out the worst thing and I'm like probably nothing yeah. <laughs> like I, you can't go there when you're doing stuff like that you know what I mean it's just like yeah that's that um, exactly and so I don't I um I often come go in with like an somewhat unrealistically sunny outlook Mm -hmm. um it helps me do things but it also it it does make for some rude awakenings down the down the line yeah but um but i i can't i guess i can't move forward if i'm like paralyzed by the fear anyway so i try to ignore it as much as possible on the front end (laughs) (laughs) then just see what happens yeah it's that's a way to do it Um, (laughs) so along with that um I wanted to ask, is this song a story or a scar? Sounds like a mix. I think it's, (laughs) yeah. Um, I think it's a story that at the time felt like it might be a scar too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, yeah, at the time when I was so worried about leaving things behind and stepping into the unknown I'm like this could really this could hurt me Mm -hmm. and not like physically necessarily but like or something gets on a playlist then they'll probably know me from that but it's still like if you see a cd there if it's physical or if it's you know Mm -hmm. digital you like people just click on the first one now I always click on number nine just because I'm curious but (laughs) 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 yeah just to see um like did you have two good songs are they all good but um yeah and so that also I think made it more stressful for me like it's gonna be there people are definitely gonna hear it of all the songs on the album they're gonna hear this one so are you sure you're okay with it that's why I kept like messing with it fussing with it and I still am um you know I just wrote a message for the for my uh for the engineer like well is the percussion too heavy what if we like lighten this up you know what if we do this and this and this so yeah and I wanted to ask like more about the writing and recording process for this song. Um, how's uh-huh. it been? Like it sounds like it's been a little bit touchy, maybe. <laughs> yes. Well, it's I recorded it on the first day that I went into studio, mm-hmm. and I think I was in there like maybe six days, or there were six four-hour sessions, six half days, but on six mm-hmm. different days. <clears throat> and um so on the first day I was in there with my friend Steve and he was playing mini guitar and I knew I had to be on mini guitar because um like I wrote most of the songs on the mini guitar because that's what I had with me mm-hmm. but some of them thematically 
didn't need to be that way, but this one did because of the optimistic angle. Yeah. So he was playing that, and he had never played one before. And I just, I'm like, well, if you can play a guitar, you can play this, which is true, but it is way smaller. And so you have to get used to having your hands different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the fingers will be on this in the same, like, relative places, but they're closer together. And um, so he was struggling a little bit, and he's a great musician. So he's, I mean, he can play, but yeah. he was struggling a little bit. He's just not having the, Yeah. put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, the muscle memory was not helping out there like, yeah. where you feel like your finger should fall for these chords. And I was struggling with doubts. Well, it was also like my first day in studio, so all sorts of things. But we got it, like we finally got it. And some of them, like some of the songs, we do a take and the engineer would be like, that's beautiful, let's do two more. I think we got it. And this was not one of those. <laughs> this is one of those like, all right. We're heading in the right direction, but yeah. none of these are usable. Like, let's yeah. do another it's and like, another. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. In there. Exactly. And because we're recording full takes for these ones, not like, let's just spend some time on the bridge. Yeah. Um, because I don't, well, I don't know enough about anything to even do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just sing at like open mics or like the occasional house mm-hmm. concert. And so everything I do is a full take anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, it, you know, that's what we just did. Yeah, that's and, true. Like, <laughs> as a solo artist versus, you know, band. Yeah, if there's a <laughs> band and we're like, let's rework this part. But for me, I just sit there and, like, do the whole thing. Uh-huh. And so we did that several times, and some of them were terrible. And then we got to some that were, like, less terrible. Uh, <laughs> and then I ended up on a, another day adding in, wait, wait. No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. No, it wasn't the first day in there. It was the second. All right. Um, and so I had, Kyle was there, and he was playing djembe. He doesn't, like, play them in real life. Yeah, it's and not so Steve like, is, cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, and so he's a percussionist who's playing a different instrument. Steve's a guitar player and a pianist who's playing a different instrument. Here I am with the song I don't even think I like. <laughs> yeah. And we're all just, like, struggling. <laughs> and they're like, I'm here because I'm your friend, not because I think this is an excellent idea. So, <laughs> so that happened. And then I'm like, I kind of like the djembe, but... I, you know, I don't have one. So all of my songs, I was not used to hearing in any other way than just how I played them, which is a very basic way uh-huh. because that's where my guitar skills are. So that took some getting used to, but we did that. And then when I was going to get ready for my last couple recording sessions, I listened to everything I had and I was like, I still just don't really like the song. Maybe if I change it up a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was talking to Kyle specifically about it because he was had somehow been assigned to the role of like my personal advisor (laughs) and like consultant and um I was like well I kind of want to do this other thing so then I made like on GarageBand with a mini guitar like a a demo of a different version of it and it's it's what I could hardly keep it in my head long enough to play it like I think of it and then as soon as I picked up the guitar I'm like wait how did it go but I kind of got this demo down and so, and I, um, I told Steve, we're going to do this song again. And he's like, are you sure? Cause I like the original. And, and so we went in there, what came out was not what the demo was, which was not necessarily what was even in my head in the first place. Uh-huh. It just, it was a struggle all over again. 
<laughs> and I had thought like maybe this time it'll click and then I'll just know like we'll know yeah. we were right but that didn't happen um and so basically we worked on it until I was like I don't have time to work on this anymore because you know I'm paying by the hour yeah <laughs> and um so then when the things got pre-mixed you know I told the engineer like we're going to do the second version of this and he's like he gave them he gave me all the pre-mixes and said I pre-mixed them both and I might just ask what you consider the original because I think it has something special. And I was not <laughs> happy to hear that. You're like, no. Like, well, I was just so tired of the I whole know. thing. And I was so tired of that song. Yeah. And I had never had a moment where I'm like, yes, okay. Feeling like, it, okay. yeah. And um, so I did not even listen to either one of them. I just immediately texted Kyle and I'm like, you listen to these two and tell me what, just make a decision. Uh You're a musician. Like you can handle it. You were there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But when I, I I said that I didn't quite realize that um, it's really delicate, especially somebody in my uh, mental condition. (laughs) It's really (laughs) delicate trying to, (laughs) trying to give feedback. and so he said that he liked the vocals on the first one, although there were some interesting things that were done with like uh, the guitar on the second one. And I was like, "Ugh." well, I guess I'm going to have to go listen to them. And then I did. And I was just like, oh, yeah, the first one is definitely it's not everything I hoped it could be, yeah. but it like it does work. Mm-hmm. And maybe the maybe the reason why it so much annoyed me is because it's more demonstrative of who I was then than who I am now. Okay. And like my musical style has changed. Yeah. But um, but I think it is an honest. It is like an honest sound. Yeah. That came out there. It just maybe I didn't like it because it was too like hit too close to home or something. Yeah. Like you look at old pictures of yourself and you're like, how did I ever think this was okay? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, you know, you look cute. Like I don't feel about this song. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I finally decided after that, I asked a couple people and then I realized like, yeah, this is first on your album. It's your first album. Our call dropped here and we had to reconnect. But essentially, I was telling her that I finally made a decision about this song and then made peace with that decision. And here's where we picked up. This piece you speak of, uh, what's your favorite moment in this song? Um, I like the part. Okay, so I know like, a lot of people believe that key changes are overrated or whatever, and I can kind of get behind that. But um, in this song, I thought it was really important to do a key change um, to distinguish between the like mostly made up and the like 200% made up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like now we're definitely <laughs> stepping into fantasy land. But yeah. for that being said, I like that part. Like that we're going to love each other and we're going to hold each other and stuff like that, even though. Um, even though I didn't, I really had no, like zero expectation of any of those things ever happening, even if I could tie them to a specific trajectory or like possibility, mm-hmm. but it was like, a, it, I, I don't know. I enjoyed writing it and I enjoyed singing it. Like I just, it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, 
like yeah. a montage or something at the end of a, <laughs> of a like of a movie. Yeah. You're like and then this happened. You're like, oh. So yeah. it reminds me of like the happy ever after. <laughs> yeah. And I think the things are too. Well, okay. Um, a couple things actually. I can go in the look a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. So it says what comes first? We're gonna love each other one day when our hearts are brave and free. Yeah, mm-hmm. that part. Um I was trying to figure out if my heart was brave and free and I didn't think that it was. Mm -hmm. And so as like, in addition to the, like, am I being too much of a moving target or am I like not, yeah, like just sitting still long enough to develop the kind of relationships that I want to have romantically and otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, I realized too, that like I have to grow into being the kind of person that this song would be about. And um, I think it was really cool. Like I didn't know, but coming to Guatemala, coming to Antigua first and last, um, I definitely learned a lot more about having a heart that was brave and free Um, (laughs) or just being open, I guess. Like I remember my first couple, (laughs) uh, my first couple weeks or months, um, there was a guy who was like a Guatemalan guy who was dating a gringa. And he mm-hmm. said that all of his guy friends, he's like, oh, I can introduce you to gringas. And they're like, dude, no. They all have like, what did they say? Corazones helados or something? No, corazones fríos. Uh-huh. They are frozen hearted. And I was like, yeah, well, we have a good reason. I wasn't even like, it's not true. And I'm like, of course our hearts are frozen. You don't know what to put up with. <laughs> And the locals being like, why would you act that way? Like, what is so complicated? (laughs) (laughs) And so I remember I wrote, um, I wrote, I made like a page in my journal, like frozen heart. And I was like, what am I going to do about this if I don't want it to be true, you know, true of me? And I think on the the whole journey, my heart did like thaw some, like, like, well, yeah, there was a lot of sun involved, but <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Tropical weather. So, yes. And so even though all of that song, like, was a fantasy, or especially that part, I feel like I'm I'm closer to having a brave and free heart now than I was when I wrote it. And that's so, awesome. yeah, that's, I, I, I like that, that lyric. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it is. The call dropped again. She asked me to tell her something true, and I brought up the phrase, we're going to cry about this one day, hang our heads in deep regret, from verse 3. And here's where we picked up. You say it a little bit more succinctly, but um, the idea, like, we're going to cry about this one day, I had to put that on there because I couldn't, I couldn't just do a, like, everything's definitely going to be okay. I'm too cynical for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... Um, and I definitely did end up crying on the trip, but I didn't, I didn't end up regretting taking it. And so that thing kind of didn't come true. Like I didn't really regret Yeah. Didn't enjoy everything. All right. Yeah. It's like, if that it, makes sense. No, it totally does because um, I feel like experiences shape you as a person yeah, when you're traveling, a lot of stuff happens. I mean, even in every day, right? But, like, I feel like more so when you're in a different culture or a new place, like, stuff just happens. 
Yeah, exactly. Like Morocco was so hard. Um, but I would probably do it again. And actually, this reminds me a little bit of like when I studied abroad in Brazil in college. Uh-huh. I was there for a year, and I had like I had Spanish background, but no Portuguese, so I had to learn Portuguese. And I remember like some people were just there for a summer or for a semester, and some people who were just there for two months left after two weeks. Just like I can't. Yeah, do they can do it. Yeah. And I, my first six weeks were like not good. I didn't want to go home, but I had like culture shock depression because mm-hmm. I was too shy. Like I couldn't speak Portuguese. Oh I didn't want to so pretend relate. to speak Portuguese to strangers, right? Yeah. Like some people can. They're just like, I just learned a word and I'm just going to say it to you and see how that goes. But for me, I couldn't like, I was like, I'm an adult. I'm not two years old. I can't just randomly throw out nouns and misconjugated verbs. Yeah. And so I felt so I and I had a host mom and she didn't know what, know what I was saying and I thought she didn't like me very much and it was kind of awful. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. But then after that, I spoke Portuguese. Like after six weeks, basically, I just busted out in full sentences. That's awesome. And people are like, hello? And even I was just like, what? Well, first I was like, this is better. And then I'm like, wait, what has just happened? Yeah, there's like a... But like I had to... <laughs> yeah, like I had to go through that to learn the language and to be the person who was able to, you know, pass for Brazilian if I didn't say too many sentences in a row, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so like, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I didn't regret it, but I did cry along the way. And that's kind of how I feel about this, this thing too. At this point, we stopped talking about the song and started talking about our various travel adventures. So I will stop the interview here and close out the podcast by playing the song for you in its entirety. Thanks for listening.
Peace.